the Dallas Stars have dropped back-to-back losses to close out their Atlantic Division road trip. They dropped their most recent game 3-1 to to the Boston Bruins. And on today's episode, we'll talk about what went wrong in this game and why the Stars desperately need this homestand that they have coming up. But we'll also highlight some really good things we saw last night. We'll talk about Wyatt Johnston and Ty Delandria on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Wednesday, October 26th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring Locked On Stars listener, thank you for stopping by and making today's episode your first listen of the day. If you're new to the YouTube channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button as we are trying to reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. And we are getting oh so close uh, around the 920 mark right now. And you can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform as well. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And you can also find us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. But without any further hesitation, let's jump into today's episode. And uh, we're talking about another loss. This is kind of a reality check type of part of the season uh, for the Stars. Of course, they get off to a fantastic start. And it seems that they've maybe come back down to earth a little bit to close out this Eastern Conference Atlantic Division road trip with a 3-1 to loss to the Boston Bruins. And again, I'll, I'll stick with what I said at the end of the Ottawa game. I don't think that there is any reason to concern uh, or be concerned, rather, um, or think that this season is starting to fall apart for the Stars. I, I hate to use the tired legs reasoning or just fatigue excuse right now, especially early in the season, but but I think it's very fitting here for where the Stars are at and kind of what they've been going through over the past few days. I mean, you, you have to manage your expectations on the first long road trip of the season. Of course, the Stars last year played their first four games of the year away from home, and I mean, all things considered, the road trip went pretty well, getting four out of eight possible points. But there were still some really bad moments uh, on that road trip. And the same thing happened here. There were some good moments on the road trip. I think getting a point out of that Toronto game was a miracle. And of course, beating a team like the Montreal Canadiens, a team that you should be a team that you are better than, getting two points out of that game without too much trouble is a success story. And then, of course, you're just going to get some fatigue uh, and you know maybe a little bit extra with it being the first road trip of the season. The guys uh, have you know played a lot on the road to start the year. Uh, but now they have three home games coming up and uh, games that I think are all very winnable. I mean, it's some good competition in the Capitals, Rangers, and Kings. Uh, but it's at home, and the Stars historically have played very well in their own building. And then even after that three-game homestand, you get a road game against the Arizona Coyotes. So I know the Coyotes are never a team that you can quite you know, check off the list and say that's an easy win, as they have given some good teams trouble this season. But you have to think that the Stars have a decent shot to win that game uh, on the road in Arizona. So some favorable matchups on the way for 
for the Stars. But as far as this game goes, uh, just a lot not working in their favor, starting, of course, with the absence of their premier defenseman, Miro Haskinen, who is day-to-day with an upper body injury and listening to Pete DeBoer's post-game comments uh, really didn't give us too much more insight than that, just saying he's day-to-day. They're going to look into a look look into it a little bit more uh, once they're back in Dallas, which by the time you're hearing this, there's a good chance that they already are back in Dallas. So be on the lookout on social media for what could potentially uh, be some big news on the health of Miro Haskinen uh, before this Thursday night game against the Capitals. And his presence was greatly missed in this game, uh, just the way that the Stars were entering the zone. Not as efficient, especially on the power play. I think the power play looked pretty lackluster tonight. A few decent opportunities, but for the most part, just an inability to enter the zone cleanly. And I think even on a few zone exits, the presence of Miro Haskinen missed uh, quite a bit. And even just defensively in general, I mean, he is arguably uh, the best player on this team, the best skater, at least on this team. uh, And his presence was greatly missed. Hopefully he's back soon. And I mean, that's just the thing with hockey injuries. And one part I hate about the sport is the injuries are always so vague. And I get you also want to protect the players, but a day-to-day upper body injury, I mean, that could be a concussion. It could be a shoulder injury. It could be, you know, an arm injury, a hand. We just don't know uh, what the injury is, but hopefully it's nothing too severe and we can have number four back out on the ice soon. And, you know, it wasn't just the absence of Miro. There were a few other things that did not go the Stars' way. And one of those, for the most part, was not penalties. The Stars actually did a pretty decent job on penalties tonight, only going on the penalty kill four times. Uh, And they really only loaded up on their penalties in the first period and then actually stayed clean for the entire second period. Just a shame that, uh, you know, the, the... Bruins are able to bury a goal uh, at the end of that second period. Otherwise, I think things maybe potentially go a little bit differently uh, in that final frame. And you, you know, you look at the penalties and a lot of them were just bad plays, bad moments by the stars. And you almost want to excuse the roughing penalty on Colin Miller. I was actually very excited to see him drop the gloves and stand up for rope. Hence, he takes a tough shot on the boards. Uh, The unfortunate part is that penalty is what eventually led to the first goal of the game. Uh, David Posternock's first um, goal of the night, only goal of the night, and definitely not his first of the season, but uh, the goal that got the scoring started for the Bruins. And I mean, you want to applaud Miller for standing up for his teammate, but at the same time, it put the Stars in a bad position. And it, it wasn't just that. I mean, there were a few other mistakes made, even on the five on five. Uh, Ryan Suter, of course, getting a lot of you know flack on social media. Of course, a few plays before that second Bruins goal, I gave him a compliment. He actually did make a nice defensive play, but then he turns back back around and uh, makes me look silly. Um, just bad positioning on that Taylor Hall goal. Ended up being the game-winning goal. Just really bad mistake. Terrible positioning. Did not play that well at all. Uh, and the Bruins able to capitalize. And also just a terrible time in the game for that to happen as... You know, like I said, that was the game winning goal It was the end of the second period, and it gave the Bruins all of the momentum, very similar to the Shabbat goal on Monday night, gave the opposition all the momentum going into the second intermission. And they, of course, carry that momentum to an eventual win. And then another play that I wasn't a huge fan of in the third period, even though this was another guy that I complimented on Twitter, Luke Luke Glendening uh, actually had a very nice game, but there was a moment where he was in possession of the puck on what started as a four-on-one and then eventually was a three-on-one. Luke Glendening, Ryan Suter, and Yoel Kiviranta all rushing the Bruins. And I don't remember off the top of my head who the lone defender was, but 
a great opportunity for the Stars to capitalize. And I, I like Luke Glendinning. I think he's a fine player, but he is certainly not known for his scoring ability. And I did not really like the fact that he just shot the puck and didn't try to feed it to Kiwi. Uh, I think that that was the look there. If you go back and watch that play on the three-on-one, I think that you, you hit Kiwi Ranta. That's the right guy to go to in that situation. And I imagine that Kiwi Ranta gets a good look. Uh, and knowing the way he's played this season, I think he likely executes on that look. And then after that, you're looking at a 2-2 game and maybe the Stars are able to pull a point out of this Bruins matchup, but that's just something that we're going to have to speculate on. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, you can't be too disappointed with this road trip. There's, of course, things that we don't like to see, things that need to be addressed and worked on. But for starting the season with five games on the road out of the seven that have been played, things are going pretty well for the Stars, sitting with nine points. Um, at the time of recording this, the Avalanche and Rangers are still playing. If the Avs end up winning that game, they'll be tied with the Stars uh, with nine points at the top of the Central. So the Stars still very much in a good spot to start the year. Uh, and Coach Pete DeBoer gave some perspective and insight on that as well after the game. Uh, let's take a moment and listen to what he had to say on the Bally Sports postgame uh, press moment for him. Well, I mean, obviously, from a points perspective, we wanted more. Um, I think when I look at big picture at our start, we played seven games, five on the road. You know, not an easy ask. And, uh, you know, we've had, a, we've had a good start to the season. I think we're building every day here. You know, it's not uh, perfect, but we're, we're building. I really liked there that DeBoer focused on the big picture aspect. Uh, you know, of course, there's some things that you don't love on this road trip. You do get some points. There were some good moments for this team. But overall, you have to look at the big picture. The Stars still have nine points. They're still off to a good start on the year overall. And they were just the victim of having to play their first you know, road trip of the season against some pretty good teams. I mean, even the Canadians for being a team that's expected to finish at the bottom of the league it is still a, a team that has plenty of talent, and that's not an easy win, especially in their building. And so overall, these are four very good teams, and three of them I think will be competing, if not actually in the postseason uh, with how crazy this Atlantic division is. So you got to take the big picture approach in this situation and just be thankful that the Stars are still in a good position, and now they have an opportunity to right some wrongs going into their homestand. Well, coming up next, we will take some time to put the spotlight on some special young players that, despite some rough nights in Ottawa and Boston, have given us reason to be hopeful for the Stars this season and in the future. We'll talk about Wyatt Johnston after a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting, football, and the start of the new basketball season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, and podcast, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. You can bet on the NFL. You can bet on the NBA, their young season, the NHL, the World Series, of course, right around the corner. Uh, as much as I love Texas and Texas hockey, I absolutely despise the Houston Astros. And if I were placing bets on this, I would be betting on the Phillies. I really hope that they can pull the upset. They are America's team here in the World Series. But you can bet on any of those games and even more at betonline.net. You can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening around the sports world. Betonline.net is where the game starts. 
Moving right along on this Wednesday episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Help us reach 1,000 subs by the end of 2022. Now let's take a moment and talk about one of the positives from this game. Uh, and maybe a question that has now seemingly been answered uh, for the Stars as a team and for the fan base as well. Wyatt Johnston, he does not appear to be going anywhere. He technically has two more games of a tryout with the Stars before he potentially could have to go back to his junior club, the Windsor Spitfires. But based on the way he's played through these first seven games, I don't think he's going anywhere. And I think it would be foolish of the Stars to let him go back to his junior club team as he's proven that he belongs on this NHL roster. Not only does he belong, but he can contribute and play at a high level with the rest of the team, and he can compete seemingly against anyone. And I've been blown away by this kid. 100 100 minutes time on ice. Uh, He has a 1.0 expected goals for four high danger chances for. I mean, this kid just plays with a level of maturity that is rare uh, amongst a lot of young NHL players, especially NHL rookies that are still teenagers. I mean, just the way that he moves on the ice, the way he plays, the way he positions himself is incredibly impressive. And of course, his goal, uh, the big takeaway in this game, um, a really nice setup from Ty DeLandry, who we're going to talk about later in the show. But just knowing to be in that spot, in that moment, thinking, okay, Ty might get me the puck in this position, or if the puck somehow finds its way here, I'm going to set myself up, and I'm going to have a look at a wide-open net, and he, of course, buries the shot, Uh, and it's just fantastic to see from a kid that had high expectations placed upon him, even at 19 years old. Uh, Definitely intimidating to come in the league as young as he is, playing on a roster that has a good handful of veterans and even some of the other younger players on the team have three, four years of NHL experience under their belt, but he really just fits right in with the rest of these guys. And of course, playing alongside a guy like Jamie Benn is certainly helping, Uh, even though Benn is not the player that he once was, still a lot of wisdom and insight that can be passed down. And I think Wyatt Johnston is benefiting from that. And of course, last night we saw the benefits of potentially Johnston and Ty Delandria. Uh, playing together on the same line. Yoel Kiviranta gets the bump to the second line, which I think was much deserved on his part. But now it makes things interesting. If you can kind of shuffle these guys around and add them to the second line. We even saw Johnston briefly play uh, with Pavelski and Robertson when Hintz was out for a little bit after taking that scary hit in the first period. And so that's what's really nice about having guys like Johnston and Delandria on the roster is that you can kind of mix and match them, shuffle them around, and maybe even Gurionov, who had some nice moments in this game. He had a great look late in the third period. This isn't about Denis Gurionov. That's a conversation for a different day. But having players like this on the team contributing is fantastic for the Stars because guys like Johnston are doing something that was not really done a lot last year for the Stars, and that is he's giving them secondary scoring. It's so crucial for the Stars to get scoring opportunities and goals from guys on their bottom six, and Wyatt Johnston has come in and done that with three so far on the season through seven games. That's really impressive for how young he is, and he seems to just fit into this Pete DeBoer system perfectly. He's been so impressive, probably not going to get any Calder Trophy love, but that's okay. Uh, I think that there's a chance 
chance that we could see Jake Ottinger maybe get some Vesna Trophy love if he keeps things up. So as long as we have one guy on the team who's in conversation for a major award, I, I think that that's a great thing for this team and for the fan base. But he is turning out to be a great investment for this team. It's great to see such a quick turnaround uh, for a guy who was drafted in the first round back in 2021, not too long ago, to see him make this jump from juniors to the NHL. It is nothing short of incredible. And what's really exciting about it is this is just you know the tip of the iceberg, just the beginning uh, of the youth movement, if you will, uh, for the Stars. I mean, you kind of have guys like Rope Hintz, Miro Haskinen, and Jason Robertson, who are still pretty young, all things considered, but they've been on the team for a while now. But you just have so many other guys who are starting to climb the ranks in this organization, and hopefully we'll be joining Wyatt Johnston at some point here soon uh, to make an impact at the NHL level. You have guys like Logan Stankoven, who is back in Kamloops with his junior club, the Blazers. He has six goals, seven assists, 13 points in total through six games played. Logan Stankoven picking up right where he left off last year uh, in Kamloops on fire to start the season in the WHL. Maverick Bork, who's playing with the Texas Stars, he has one goal so far through five games played with them. You have Matei Blumel, who the Stars got this summary, a former member of the Edmonton Oilers, only 22 years old, but five goals, three assists, eight points through five games with the Texas Stars this season. And of course, you have your Antonio Stranges, you have Riley Damiani, you have guys playing in their junior club from this year's draft, uh, like Christian Cairo, a, a ton of guys to be excited about in this organization. And, and if, you know, Wyatt Johnson is any indication, there's reason to be excited about a lot of the guys that I just named. Will every single guy pan out and play as elite as Wyatt Johnston? I don't quite know. I think Stan Coven has a good chance to maybe match that production and match that energy whenever he's able to make his NHL debut with the Stars. But it, it's just worth getting excited about and, and a testament to you know, the stars drafting well and developing their players well and knowing how to utilize them and knowing when they're ready for the NHL stage. I think even last year with Jacob Peterson being a nice story for the stars, they knew he was ready. He embraced the moment and played pretty well uh, given, whenever he was given opportunities last season. And so really good stuff from the stars front office and the guys that are scouting and looking to draft these players. And Wyatt Johnson, man, he is special. Uh, I'm so excited to continue to get to watch him with the Stars. I really do hope that myself and many of you, I've seen the people on Twitter, it seems like people have spoken that Y Johnson should not be going anywhere. I really do think it would be a mistake uh, if you let him leave this team and go back to play uh, in Windsor. I mean, of course, there would be some development advantage there, but it seems like he's going to develop just fine here in the NHL as he's off to a very good start through the first seven games of his young National Hockey League career. Well, coming up next, we will shift our attention to another young player, another young standout player on the Stars roster who made a great play last night in Boston, but has just been making great plays in general throughout the entirety of this young season. We'll talk about Ty Delandria after a final quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their homes. You don't earn that trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment there is a threat that's detected and they dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, and smarter ways to detect motion that only alerts you when the threat is real and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. 
Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Again, visit simplysafe.com slash lockdownNHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, we're closing out this midweek episode of Locked On Stars talking about Ty Delandria and the phenomenal season that he has had uh, so far for this Stars team. Really, his I don't want to say his first time officially playing with the Stars as he played plenty of games back in that condensed 2021 season. He just was not the focal point, and he certainly, I don't think, was ready to be playing in the NHL at that moment. And I think now, after that, and after a year in the AHL with the Texas Stars, I think the Ty Delandria that we've expected has finally uh, arrived. And alongside Johnston on Tuesday, Ty Delandria was a bright spot, and, and he just continues to be one of the best stories this season for the Stars. I mean, he had a great preseason. He was quick to recover from his broken finger injury. Uh, I know Razor pointed it out on the broadcast last night, just how incredible it was that he really just bounced back from that injury. I, for one, was worried that he might even miss the first couple games of the season, but he comes in, hits the ground running, uh, and has picked up where he left off from the preseason. He, of course, was a, a key piece on the Stars' lone goal on Tuesday night. He got a great assist, a just fantastic play uh, on White Johnson's goal last night. Bruins players all around him, yet he's able to maneuver the puck to a good spot and gives Johnston a great look at the back of the net. And that was just the quintessential Ty Delandria play so far this season. That alongside the the great feed for the goal that Tyler Sagan scored um, a few games ago against the Winnipeg Jets. And that's just that title Andrew, when he's out on the out there on the ice, he gives it his all every single shift for the entire shift. I mean, he is the ideal stars slash Pete DeBoer player. I mean, I feel like if Pete DeBoer could just build a custom player to have inserted into his lineup, into his system, it would be a guy with a lot of Ty Delandria's intangibles. I mean, just his effort and the intensity in which he plays every time he's on the ice is just unlike anything we really ever see from some of the other stars players. Of course, a lot of the other players you know, play hard. They do other things really well, but you just know when Ty Delandria is on the ice, just the way he moves, how physical he is, his presence uh, is just hard to miss when he's out on the ice with the stars. And, you know, he doesn't have a goal yet, but he's still finding ways to contribute and be effective for this team. He has a 0.62 expected goals for, which I, I know that's a deep analytic stat and I'm still not an expert on these, you know, advanced analytic stats. But from what I've been told, anything above a 0.50 or a 50% uh, on expected goals for is pretty good. So a 0.62 expected goals for seems to be good at this point in the season. Nine scoring chances for and four high danger chances for, according to natural stat tricks. So he's still you know, getting close to scoring goals and, you know, putting himself in a position to eventually find the back of the net. And even when he's not scoring, he's putting his teammates in ideal opportunities to score, whether it's off rebounds, uh, redirects, things of that nature. I mean, it's not just him looking out for him and his numbers. He's setting up his teammates for success. And as a result, I, I think the team in general is better off. And Ty Delandria just does a little bit of everything, even outside of the offense. He has 12 hits, five blocked shots. He's drawn five penalties that is a team best he's drawn five penalties we talk about the stars issues you know committing penalties and sending their own guys to the box but Ty Delandria is the best on the team so far at getting the other team in penalty trouble and on his own Ty Delandria has only recorded two penalty minutes so he does what a lot of other star players struggle to do and that is stay out of the penalty box pretty well and all in all, this is just a great example of a Stars draft pick that is taking some time to pay off, but it seems like, you know, the work has been done, the, the you know, the 
seeds have been planted, and now the fruit uh, of, of the labor has been harvested, and we can now see and taste uh, the fruit that is tied to Landria in his excellent play so far for the Stars so far this season. I mean, he was drafted 13th overall in 2018 and only had 25 games played in the NHL before the season. The majority of those, again, coming in that condensed, weird 2020-2021 season uh, where the Stars were only playing like seven other teams and half the roster was injured. Uh, and then, of course, he did play in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup playoffs last season against the Flames and played really well there. And I remember myself and many others thinking, even at that time, that was a good game from Ty Delandria. And, and a lot of people were excited to see how you perform at camp and the early stages of the season. And he has followed up what he did in Calgary and, and then some, playing excellently and it seems like he is now here to stay and ready to be an official you know recurring member of the stars core and stars roster i don't really know what the long-term future looks like for him but for the time being this is a great guy to have on the team and on the roster and he's a great example uh, to you know believe in the process and trust that guys even if they don't pin out immediately i mean not every guy is going to be wyatt johnston where they can be drafted in 2021 and then be suited up and playing in the nhl and scoring goals in 2022 not everyone is going to be like that. Some guys, it takes some time to develop. It takes times uh, for things to come to fruition. I mean, you have guys like Thomas Harley, who people had high expectations for this season. It was expected that he would be on the NHL roster. And, and right now he's in the AHL with the Texas Stars. I think that Harley has a chance to play in the NHL this season. But I feel like some people, including myself, may be a little bit disappointed that he's not playing in the NHL at a high level right now. And I mean, you look at Ty Delandria, sometimes things take time, maybe a, a season mostly spent in Cedar Park with the Texas Stars will be good for Harley. And maybe a year from now, we'll be talking about Harley the same way that we're talking about Ty Delandria. But number 10 has been fantastic for the Stars this season. He's been a ton of fun. Uh, let me know between the two, Ty Delandria or Wyatt Johnston. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments down below which guy you've been more impressed with and which guy uh, you think will have more points when it's all said and done this season. Because both guys finding ways to rack up points. Johnston more with goals and Delandria more with assists. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and for making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and help us reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of 2022. You can also find and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. Follow us on social media at Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for a crossover with Dan over at Locked on Washington Capitals because we have another game day on our hands. I mean, the Stars get today off, and then they're back at it at home against Alex Ovechkin and the Caps. Should be a fun game. It should be a fun crossover with Dan over at Locked on Caps. You won't want to miss it, so keep it locked in here on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform, Stars fans. Enjoy your Wednesday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.